Previously on the Overtalking Podcast. Welcome to Skull Wizards. I am your Skull Lord, Brother Eric. We're playing a tabletop role-playing game called Skull Wizards. Hello, fellow travelers. I'm Breadbat Byron. That's my race in class. Uh, I'm taking a page out of Guy Fieri's book. Coming up on Triple D is me, the depressed delivery driver. I am Gorn, the obstacle corn thief. In a past life, I was a, a brash bus driver who was uh, kicked off the job for showing my super balls to passengers, um, which leads me to uh, my ancestral weapon, my super ball of flashing. Hey everyone, I'm Jonathan, the sturdy tree potato priest. Uh, on top of all of that, I'm a dentist, but I'm a low-key freak. So if the moment calls for it, I'm great at spanking and can whip out my mask of slurping whenever it's needed. You must venture over to Dungeon Manor and retrieve my lucky soft cactus. You notice, you kind of sort of feel a chill come over you and you realize this is unmistakably a raucous cranky grandpa. Oh, man. All right. So first thing that comes to mind, I grab a kid and throw it at him. You throw the kid, and it very cleanly takes out the cranky grandpa's legs. Yes. Sweeps it out from under him. He falls down on his back, which is already a little bit weakened, um, and gives out a classic, Oh, my back! <laughs> and <laughs> as he utters that phrase, he poof disappears. Yeah, we did it! Our players are in Dungeon Manor. They just got through the first boss. All right, you've defeated the raucous cranky grandpa. Uh, you've gotten your experience points, your goldy, goldy, <laughs> shiny gold coins. All right, what do? Well, I, I kind of turned to my friends and motioned towards a three-way high five. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely oblige. Uh... <laughs> yes. <laughs> You also notice that in the poof of the raucous crazy grandpa disappearing, that a door on the other side of the room also appeared. Ooh. We didn't even ask him about, like, the, the soft cactus we're after or anything, any sort of information about where that might be. <laughs> yeah. Now that I think about it, we walked onto this old man's lawn and then killed him. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what happened. Yep. Using yes. potentially his grandkids as a weapon. Yeah. Potentially harmed his children. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's hey. what you guys did. Sucks to suck. Am I right? <laughs> Since we're describing everything ourselves, can I just say like, oh, there's the lucky cactus. Like right there. Like, no. No. <laughs> uh, that's the oh, one wow. thing I will just say a straight up no to. <laughs> okay. I figured. I figured. Uh, I, I walk up to the door and um, I notice that there uh, are, are tally marks uh, like scratched into the door, uh, numbering uh, 17. Huh. <laughs> it's what's on the door. I don't know what to tell you. Okay. <laughs> Any thoughts about that, or <laughs> anyone have any reaction to that at all? Oh, sorry, I was counting out my antidepressants. It's that time of day. I gotta take my pill. What what happened? I, I missed it. I was counting the the scratches, and it's taking forever. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I I mean, I guess. Oh, hey, a door. Well, it's got some scratches on it. Uh, why don't we? Why don't we? 
Alright, so so last time uh, the door was just unlocked. We probably could have just tried opening yeah. it. Let's just so, try that first. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to fly over to it and just try opening it. Uh, yeah, give me a 3d6 roll on you opening the door. Roll a six-sided die three times. I got a six, nice. a three, and a four. Hey. Okay. Yeah, um, this door was pretty much impossible to not open. So, yep, you open it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's just open. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'll, I'll go through first this time. As uh, an obstacle class, I am standing directly in front of uh, the threshold. Uh, still still trying to figure out the significance of these uh, tally marks. I don't know. Huh. Uh, well, I'm, I'm really good at building, so I, I use some of that sand that was still from this room and build some steps to kind of, like, climb over you. And, and I'm kind of a small bat, so I just kind of, like, nutmeg you and th- fly through your legs <laughs> through, through into the door. <laughs> yeah, okay. So you guys are through the door, um, and almost immediately after kind of crossing through the threshold of that door... Um, you're met with another room. It looks pretty similar to the first one you initially walked in, uh, except with all the without all the pictures, <laughs> the Dungeon Manor pictures. You walk in, and you are confronted with... And let me roll to see... So you walk into a room, and everything is the same as the first room. Everything's really concrete. Seems like the walls are concrete, the ceiling's concrete, but the floor has um, checkerboard tiles on it. So, like, alternating black and white, just square tiles, classic kind of 50s kitchen tile floor. Pick it up. (laughs) (laughs) You immediately start skanking. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's all you can really kind of tell as far as you see initially. Just looks like a room with the tile floor. Can we see, like, the other side of the room? Kind of. It looks just like a cement wall, like the other two. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm kind of floating above the floor since I'm a bat and I fly. Uh, so I'm not, uh, I, I kind of am, am sort of sussing out to see if Gorn or Jonathan are going to step on a tile first and, and what happens there. So as a, as a tree potato, uh, I'm just going br- to break off a branch, uh, one, of, one of my limbs, and uh, toss it onto, I don't know, a white tile in front of me. Nice. Okay. Give me a 3d6 roll. Okay. Three, four, six. All right. That's a 10. Total success. No downsides. So you throw a branch onto a white tile, and nothing really seems to happen to the white tile, but part of the branch touches the black tile uh, next to it, and that black tile recedes down into the ground, and three arrows shoot from one wall to the other um, across the room. Ooh, okay. All right, guys, it seems like uh, if we're going to try to cross, at, at least for me and Gorn, uh, we should probably stay on the, the white tiles. I, I take out my uh, super ball of flashing. Yes. Um, <laughs> and, and I say, uh, avert your eyes, children. And I, uh, I give give the ball like a good toss at one of the other black tiles can you just i'll say it's for the listeners but i just am curious can you tell us a little more about this super ball and maybe like yeah what it looks like just sort of yeah yeah um well in in order to reach it i have to peel off my husks (laughs) um 
And I also keep it uh, dangling between my legs. Um, just, yeah. uh, you know, that's where you keep, this is where you typically would keep, um, you know, your, your super balls. Um, uh-huh. and yeah. they, uh, they come in a, I have a couple, a pair and they come in like a, a bag. Um, oh, okay. Oh, uh, balls yeah. are in a bag. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which there's, yeah. yeah, there's, and um, and it is a bag, not more of like a sack or a satchel or anything like that. Mm, they're synonyms, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, they really are super. Um, and that's <laughs> what I, to... that's what I tried to tell the passengers on the bus. And, uh, my supervisor really didn't think so. Oh. This is where I kind of cut Gorn off, and I go like, "Yeah, we we've heard the story. You bring it up a lot. Like, can we just move on with? The, we know about the bus incident." Uh, so so uh, I reach down and pull out one of my super balls, and I uh, bounce it along the checkerboard floor. Okay, um, can you give me a three one d six roll? Uh, okay, that's an eight. That's an eight. Okay. So um, you roll, you kind of roll the ball on the floor, and it hits a, a bunch of different tiles in a row, kind of alternating white, black, white, black. And it seems like every other black tile that it hits, that tile sort of sinks down and something happens. Sometimes air, arrows shoot out from the walls, sometimes they shoot down from the ceiling. But you got a pretty good grasp that it seems like every other black tile in this like vertical column on the floor is triggering something in the floor just for clarity is the is the floor like is there like a grid in the middle of the floor or is it like is there something on the other side of this grid or is it just like the whole the whole floor is just a checkerboard the whole floor is a checkerboard yeah okay as far as you can tell from from where you are all right, well, I have minus one flying, uh, but I think That's I'm going to take my chances. <laughs> I think I'm just going to try to, like, bank it for uh, the other side of the room <laughs> and go, like, hey, why don't I just, like, I'll, I'll meet you guys there. I'm going to check on the door, and then that way I'll have it ready by the time you guys get uh, over there. Okay, yeah, give me a three 1d6 roll. Four, a six. All right. And a six. All right, oh. that's a total success. Oh, well, minus one, but still, it's a total yeah, success. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you're able to kind of fly around the room without any sort of consequences. You're able to, yeah, you can go pretty much anywhere in the room as long as you're flying. Nothing seems to happen. I kind of, like, show off, show that skill off for a little bit, just kind of doing circles around the room, being like, this is fun. <laughs> I'm having a great time with you guys. The, those antidepressants are really kicking in. I feel great. <laughs> And then I kind of like I realize like oh Gorn I can probably just like pick you up you're 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 kind of no offense you're kind of a small guy and uh, and let me I just kind of like swoop down and try to grab Gorn and like bring him across the room with me. Wow. Okay. Can I get a three one d six roll from Siege and then a two d six roll from Justin? A two. Oh no. A two. <laughs> And a three. Well, <laughs> so that's a five. All right, Justin. Um, I have a two. <laughs> Not great. Wow. So um, as as he swoops in, I say, uh, "Careful with my kernels." <laughs> He's um, clearly he... gesturing to his super balls, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, when I say colonels, I give them a little wink and a nudge. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone knows what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like an audible wink. It was weird, like echoed in the room. <laughs> wink. So you reach down to try to grab Gorn, and Gorn reaches up to try to grab you, Byron, flying around, and you both just completely miss each other. Um, yeah, there's no sort of... You never even touch, like, you just completely <laughs> miss each other. Unfortunately, the miss, you had to dive down so far that um, you are now on the ground, Byron the bat, and you happen to, unfortunately, you swooped down, you kind of got lost, and you fell onto a black tile Uh-oh. on the floor, and an arrow shot down from the ceiling and stabbed right through one of your wings. Ouch. Um, which means you take damage. And what that means in this game is you cross out one of your three skills. Oh, no. <laughs> it can be any of the three, but let us know what it is. And so, yeah, you no longer have access to that skill. All right. I am crossing out my skill of slashing. Okay. So no longer has an advantage for slashing. And then Gorn, you reach up uh, and try to get, like, you try to grab onto Byron as he's flying around. And as you reach up, your pants are kind of loose still, and (laughs) your pants fall down um, and exposes your little butt. And... (laughs) With your pants around your ankles, you're kind of walking around trying to pick them back up, but you're stumbling, and in the stumble, you also fall onto a black tile. Oh. Same thing happens. Arrow comes down, pierces one of your kernels. <laughs> um, so you also take damage, so cross out one of your three skills. Okay, I'm going to cross out uh, suckling. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's really going to hurt us. That's oh, all. Oh, man. <laughs> Okay, so that just happened. <laughs> what now? Hey, Byron, while you were flying around, did you notice anything on the other side of the room at all? Or, like, when we cross this uh, this checkerboard, is there some something for us to get to? I'm still, like, there's an arrow in my wing, so I'm still kind of writhing in pain and having to, like, fight through. They're like, uh, yeah, uh, I think I, there's, like, a door and a little, uh, like, lantern thing next to it. It's on fire. One of those, you know, where you, like, light it on fire. It's got, like, some cloth that's burning on it, a little stick. Um, but pretty much just, just a door. Can anyone take this arrow out of my wing, please? Uh, all right, so since I was left out of that, I feel pretty uh, pissed. Uh, I, I, I don't know why uh, Byron didn't try to pick up me this giant tree potato. Yeah, uh, so yeah, I wonder why. I, I, I don't know. So I'm just like, screw it. I'm just going to try to get to the other side myself. And so I, I'm just going to yeah try to step on just white tiles and uh, try to try to make my way over there. Uh, and maybe maybe I'll stop over by Byron on the way, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. Okay, give me a 2d6 roll. Okay. 11. Dang, nice. All right. Yeah. So you literally just you just walk on the white tiles, nothing <laughs> happens, and you just get to the other side. This is no big deal. This is no big deal. <laughs> As if it was that easy all along. Yeah, you just <laughs> effortlessly, you just walk across. Yeah. I just remembered that... Uh, one of my skills is bridge building. 
Gee, wonder when that could have came in handy. Huh. So, um, I get to work. <laughs> I kind of see Gorn step over me on his way over there and just of like, oh, come on, and then use my other wing to pull the arrow out of me. With, with that, uh, that, that new infrastructure bill, I'm, I'm, I have, uh, I'm, I'm really going for it with this bridge. Build back better. <laughs> okay, so you, yeah, you build a bridge. Give me a three 1d6 rolls. Four, three, and three. Uh, Ooh, seven, okay. and I have plus one in bridge building. Oh, okay, so that's an eight. All right, so that's a success. So you managed to successfully build a bridge over the tile floor. Um, yeah, you are good at that. Uh, good thing to remember that, that was something you're actually really good at. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you build the bridge. Um, but unfortunately, as you're walking across the bridge, you step on... The bridge is made out of wood, and there it's not finished. You didn't sand it well enough. Um, so you get a little splinter in your toe. Oh. Ouch. No damage, just... <laughs> Just annoying. Just a little annoying, yeah. I announced that I'm I'm naming this bridge after uh, my buddy Byron, who was uh, injured in in the process of solving this room. This, this is the uh, this is the uh, the build back better Byron bread bat bridge. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I kind of I'm I'm just like on my little bat feet, but using my wings to clap as the as he cuts the ribbon for the bridge. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> okay, so you're all over on the other side of the room. Is that a safe assumption? Yeah, I kind of dust myself off and fly over the bridge that was in, <laughs> constructed in my honor. <laughs> Great. I just say, uh, what took you guys so long? <laughs> And at this point, I'm kind of fearfully eyeing the uh, the lantern with the fire in it as as a, uh, a tree potato. Uh, I'm highly flammable, so uh, I'm just kind of backing away from that. I go to inspect this torch lantern, and I, I feel uh, one of my kernels starting to uh, uh, expand, and uh, it bursts into a little piece of popcorn. <laughs> Uh, I, I whip out my mask of slurping, and I just slip that, <laughs> slip that right out. <laughs> I see all this happen and just go, "Opa!" when it pops out. <laughs> Ken, um, give yourself one experience point for, yeah. for slurping up that. Right. <laughs> okay, yeah, you all, you all are just kind of standing in front of this door. Um, you've handled doors before, so... <laughs> I mean, not kind well, of. but yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I kind of am just kind of like floating at head height of both of them, or like near them, and just kind of looking over to Gorn and then back at Jonathan and just kind of like awkwardly waiting to see who's going to try to open this door, given what's happened in the past. Yeah. You know, spanking works so well once, but like, can we do do it twice? I don't know. Is it even worth it? Do we want to do like a rock paper scissors to see who opens the door? Let's uh let's roll some dice to decide. Okay, great. <laughs> I, love I love it. it. What are we thinking? One d six. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, three. I'm sorry. I, I also got a three. 
<laughs> All right. Oh, tiebreaker. <laughs> oh, boy. Wait, now is it like... If I win, I get to choose who do- does it. Oh, or? I think I think Lois should open the door. Yeah, give okay, that, oh, I like that. Yeah, give, okay. give that boy a, give that boy a spank. All right, all right, Jonathan, it's up to all you. All right, all right, I'm going up. I'm kind of like breathing on my hand just a little bit to like warm it up, <laughs> and uh, just give it a, a good old whack of a spank. All right, just just for the sake of it, give me a three one d six rolls. Okay, three, three. One. Oh, oh. no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but plus one for spanking. Oh, yeah. But still, oh, okay. it's, it's still a failure, though. I'm pretty well, sure. three plus three plus one would be seven, so it's a success. Oh, yeah. Okay, sweet. Nice. So, yeah, thank you for reminding me that you have a plus one. That's good. Yeah, A plus one so, to spanking. Yes. <laughs> I spank real good. So, yeah, it does creak open. Um uh, just like it did last time, it was just fully open. Could have just literally opened it. <laughs> <laughs> we really gotta try that. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the handle, it's, you know, it's there probably for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> this door did, didn't even have a handle. We could have just pushed it, and <laughs> I think it would open. Right. Um, yeah, so you sort of all are feeling kind of residual humiliation about, like, having to try so many things just to open a fucking door. <laughs> My antidepressants have worn off. I'm feeling really <laughs> down about myself. I got shot through the wing with an arrow. I was trying to help and failed at that. I'm I'm really just kind of like I'm not even flying anymore. I'm just on the ground, kind of with hunch, shoulders hunched over. Uh, again, I want somebody to go in front of me. I, I don't deserve to go first. Being brash, I uh, I decide I'm gonna burst in. Gorn pushes Jonathan out of the way and walks through the door. <laughs> okay, um, you all walk through the door, and this time you um, you walk down a set of stairs. You can sort of feel the rooms get colder as you move through, and now that you're going down stairs, you're going even lower, it's getting even colder. It feels maybe like you're in a basement or near a basement. Um, yeah, things are getting colder, more dank, more kind of wet you, you answered my question if this room was was extra dank or not yes <laughs> it's very dank um <laughs> similar to the tavern um so yeah you walk down the stairs and you are tell me like not what's in the room necessarily but what does the room look like to you all what can you see from the bottom of the staircase you're looking into a new room now well i i definitely get whiffs of that sticky icky it's very <laughs> dank in here yeah it's so <laughs> dank there's there's definitely like clouds uh, in, in the air. Uh, the walls, like instead of wallpaper, it's just um, posters of the Dark Side of the Moon cover. <laughs> yes. um, just like it's like, like a Bob Marley one. Yeah, it's like hundreds <laughs> with hundreds black of lights. Pink Floyd posters. Black lights for sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's nice and dank down there, um, as you guys described. Uh, when, when we walk in, all of a sudden I hear the tune of Incense and Peppermint start playing <laughs> on in the background. <laughs> yes, that's all true. Um, and you go down there and you notice that the one thing kind of different from this room, uh, in this room than the other rooms, is there seems to be um, carpeting on the whole thing. And um, as you step on the carpet, you see come down from the ceiling sort of like it was encapsulating the entire ceiling and then it coalesces into one sort of figure in the middle of the room 
and it's unmistakably a filthy ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I, and, I guess um, we oh, didn't yeah, mention this. All the villains are made from our Mad Libs. Yes, oh, yeah. I did that now. Yeah. I should, yeah, I should have said that. So that 11 through 13, when we made our characters, that's what's informing who these monsters are. Yeah, okay. So um, you see a filthy ghost, and like kind of the second you... All of that is kind of sinking in at the same time. So you step on the carpet, you see the filthy ghost, and then right at that moment, the carpet starts like... It starts rolling up and putting waves towards you. Um, have any of you played Luigi's Mansion 3? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> There's one point where the carpet rolls up, uh, and that's kind of what I'm imagining. Like, the carpet rolls up and moves towards you um, so that you can't walk on the carpet without getting hit by this, like, roll of the carpet. So it's hitting you back um, constantly, uh, and there's a filthy ghost. What do you, what's the game plan here? What do you guys do? The filthy ghost, of course, is wearing a tie-dye shirt with a necklace, has very long hair, (laughs) kind of stains on all over his clothing, ripped jeans. (laughs) I ask the ghost if he knows anything about a soft cactus. That's right. Oh, (laughs) good question. The best. Can I give you an experience point? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So you ask the ghost that, and um, in response, it sort of goes. Oh, don't practice Santeria. <laughs> so, seemingly not really even acknowledging your question. <laughs> so, yeah, no, no, kind of a dud there. No real response. <laughs> Is this ghost even a threat? Like, he's just too blitzed to even, like, do anything. Um, uh, as, as I established uh, when I pissed my pants earlier, um, my pee cleans things. Uh, so I saw I, you write that in your notes. <laughs> well, I hoped that it would come in handy later. Uh, and so I'm going to try to pee on the ghost. <laughs> you know, just to, like, just to cl- clean him up a little bit. He is filthy. He is filthy. filthy. Yeah. Okay, so give me three 1d6 rolls. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's a, that is an 11. Oh, hell yeah. 6, 5. Okay, 11. Yes. Total success. So you do pee on him. You do some damage to him, but you don't kill him. Describe to me, like, sort of what that process is like. <laughs> Walk me through you peeing yes, on please. this filthy ghost. <laughs> Um, so only with, uh, the intentions of making this ghost more presentable, I, uh, just give him, like, a good once-over, just to make sure I don't, I don't miss any spots, um, really just, uh, get him good and soaked, uh, in, uh, in pee, which is, uh, I guess... Which is good! It's good! It's, yeah, well, it cleans him (laughs) off, and, um, corn pee, I guess, is just, like, corn oil? So it's, it's maybe not as uh, not as gross as uh, you might think, but um, you you see some of uh, his uh, dreadlocks revert back to uh, normal hair. Um, his uh, tie dye shirt uh, uh, sprouts some buttons, and um, uh, he, his his uh, bong water gets replaced. 
Um, and and it seems like in the process of him becoming a more respectable gentleman, uh, he is uh, in agony uh, over this over this transformation. <laughs> yes, your evaluation is right. He hates not being dirty, not being a filthy stoner. Um, he hates yeah. the man. <laughs> These buttons on his shirt are yeah. It's the ultimate injustice to him. Is he still? He's still like. Part, is he totally out for the count, or he's still up a little bit? No, he's still up, just like okay. perturbed. Okay, but yeah, so, still doing his thing. So I, I, I see him, and I, I see that yeah, he's definitely cleaned up a lot. But he's been, you know, he's been smoking joints and, and smoking that bong all day. His teeth got to be real rank, right? <laughs> <laughs> so. So, you know, as a dentist, I, there it is. I, I get over there and I'm like, dude, you're, you're way overdue for a cleaning. And uh, I, I pull out a pick and I, I want to, what I usually do though, is I steal their teeth. So I want to, I want to rip out all this dude's teeth under the pretense <laughs> of cleaning. Yes. Okay. Give me three 1d6 rolls. Okay. And Jonathan, you are sneaky, right? Does that come into play here? Oh yeah, well yeah, he's he's not going to realize ahead of time that my intention is to remove all of his teeth. Yes. Okay. Um, I I distract him by um, doing the vocal solo from the Great Gig in the Sky. <laughs> <laughs> Can we hear a little bit of that? <laughs> all right, so I clicked it once already. So it's three, four. One seven seven partial. Success. All right, that's a success. So yeah, you you sort of are able to sneakily um, get into his mouth and do your thing. Yeah, describe like what what's your game plan here? How yeah, do you, so yeah. <laughs> yes, please. I, I, <laughs> I'd oh love to hear this. Yeah, so th- there there's got to be a couch in this room, right? Like this dude definitely. <laughs> oh, definitely. Has some, some it's more of a futon, I would say, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like a couch-esque, right. yeah. Like partial beanbag futon, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I lay him down on that. I'm like, "Listen, you're you're way overdue for cleaning. We we got to get in there." So, you know, he's I'm being sneaky about it though. Like that I have other intentions. So I unroll my my dental kit and I, I give him the the funny gas, you know, but he he's already he's already pretty fucked up. So. <laughs> he Doesn't gave himself matter. the funny gas, yeah. <laughs> and then I I just pull out the pliers and I just start ripping them out. And it's it's really grotesque. There's blood everywhere, but uh, he's he's totally out of it. And uh, I clean him up and say, oh, "You're all done." And uh, I just tuck the teeth in my pocket for now. So much ghost blood on this shag carpeting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, can add ghost teeth to your inventory. Thank <laughs> you. Remember that you have those. All right. That's important. Um, yeah. So the ghost has like, is very, very obviously like down, like not out for the count, but like is very much incapacitated from the beating it's taken so far. It's sort of like normally how ghosts are floating kind of in the middle of the room. This one's sort of like a helium balloon after like two weeks it's like kind of just <laughs> levitating above the ground but not really um yeah all right i see all this happen and think i can maybe finish him off i i just kind of uh i i noticed some uh 
like tinfoil near near a microwave, which I don't think is very safe. But I, I feel like this shiny object will distract him enough. I kind of like uh, coat myself in tin in tinfoil so that the light from the disco ball in the center room will reflect off of me, and I just kind of fly circles around the ghost, hoping to just kind of like make him dizzy and make him pass out. <laughs> Great. Give me three one d six. Two, five, one. <laughs> Oof. So that's a seven. It's a success, actually. Um, nice. Two and a five. So yeah, you're flying around. This is the the kill shot. So describe for us uh, what happens as you're going through this process. Well, a- as I'm sort of, uh, I'm like picking up speed and I, f- I first let out a like, uh, whoa, look at me. Look what I'm doing to like really get his attention because I know that'll work. <laughs> it doesn't really take a lot. And I'm kind of like, I kind of like slowly am flying up and down just to make sure he's, his eyesight is with me and he's paying attention. And I, and then as, as I'm flying around his head and he's, I can tell he's sort of following me. I, I'm picking up speed more and more to the point where he's just going in circles and getting super dizzy to the point where like he, he I think he's just going to pass out or puke or something. Yeah, as you're kind of spinning around and it's clear that he's like getting dizzy and is about to uh, hork, he just kind of like pops out of the room, like just sort of disappears. Um, this has come to be sort of a familiar phenomenon to you all at this point. I think people just kind of poofing and disappearing when things are over. So you recognize it as, oh, we must have done what we needed to do. Um, and as the ghost poofs away, um, three shiny uh, gold coins kind of... I swoop down and grab a gold coin! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Ken got two gold coins and yeah. CJ got one gold coin. Yes. And all three of you get one experience point and then CJ gets a second experience point for the kill shot. Dang, I'm just nice. cleaning up. And all three of you, let me know when you get to five experience points. I am at five experience points. You're at five. Okay, so when you reach five experience points, you level up, which means if you have any skills crossed out, I do. you can replenish those, or Ooh. you can add a third skill to replace that one you crossed out, but it needs to be collectively decided. Oh, oh. what do we think, gang? What skill, as a bread bat fighter who's depressed, what skill do we think I should have instead? Codependence. <laughs> oh, yes. That's it. That's yep, it. Yep, that's it. All right. That's it. All right. Well, yep. that's, I guess it's been decided. <laughs> All right. From now on, I will never leave either of your side. <laughs> okay. So the filthy ghost has been defeated in all of the madness of picking up the shiny gold coins and the poofing of the ghost. You notice that uh, there is a door on the other side of the room. I get my spanking hand ready. (laughs) (laughs) For a three-way high five? Is that what you're going to say? Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) A little little delay there. There Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh, Oh, okay. All right. Well... (laughs) All right, Jonathan. I think it, that's up to you. You got to spank this door. I don't know. I, is there? I I think there's a handle on this door. I'm gonna just try to open it. I think, oh, okay. I think yeah, I'm yeah. Just yeah. Maybe try we should to open it. it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There is a handle, and you turn it, and yeah, it's just open. You go okay. through it. <laughs> okay. 
So, yeah, you walk down uh, another set of stairs. You seem to be going even deeper into Dungeon Manor. Um, things are getting even more cold, um, more wet. Just the, the air feels really, like, moist and humid. But more um, importantly, how dank is it? <laughs> well, definitely not as dank as the ghost's room, but uh, Good, certainly... we can finally breathe. Yeah. <laughs> My eyes are a little red. Yeah, you all <laughs> are getting over a contact high, for sure. I kind of turn to my fellow comrades and just go like, you know, I don't even think I need antidepressants anymore. I'm just <laughs> really feeling good. <laughs> um, yeah, so you're walking down the stairs and you um, you encounter another room. And I'll roll to see what kind of room that is. You enter a room and it looks different than any of the ones that you've seen so far. You can see that there's there's not necessarily really two doors, but there's two clear pathways in this room. It's sort of like a there's a room part, but then it splits off, it splinters off into two different sort of pathways. Can you guys describe for me what each of those two like pathways kind of look like? What are the things you see? What are the vibes you're getting from each direction? To the right, um I'm getting Rainbow Road vibes. <laughs> 64 Rainbow Road? Or? 64 Rainbow Road. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, from the left, I, I see a bunch like strobe lights and like a deep thumping like bass line. <laughs> and at, at the sort of the entrance way to both of these paths, there's there's those lanterns again, the, the flaming <laughs> sticks. But one of them is red and the other is blue. And I think we have to decide which uh. pill to take or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm just like, I, maybe we have to. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you kind of, you get the vibe of both of those paths. How, how are you feeling about your next steps? Yeah. What do you this get? is a really hard choice for someone who is, still has the contact high from the previous. Yeah, definitely group. still really stoned. <laughs> both both uh, seem really appealing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah. I kind of turn, turn to my friends and they're like, I don't know about you guys. I'm not really like the the clubby type of bat. I, I prefer sort of a more chill vibe. Uh, I you know I, I like to just kind of have some munchies and and sit down and bake some bread maybe. So I'm I'm leaning towards the Rainbow Road is what I'm saying. Well, uh, I have a history of driving. <laughs> yes, we know. <laughs> Ah, uh, this again, God. Yeah. Which, which came to an abrupt halt. Um, <laughs> oh, why was that? I'll just let him get to here. I think he fine, just needs fine. to get this off his chest. Uh, I showed my dick to some people. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I think that was different from last time you mentioned the story. It's, it's definitely more direct, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, I think it's the contact eye. He's feeling a little more loose. <laughs> So, so I, I think uh, cl- climb aboard, kitties. We're gonna we're gonna take a trip down Rainbow Road. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm on board for sure. Beep beep. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> and we all do like the shaka symbol. <laughs> are, are you are you bringing your dick back out for this one? Or are you, uh... Yeah, could you put that away? We you didn't even to show us for the storytelling. Yeah. We we get it. I I really wanted you guys to uh to know what it was like 
for for the passengers on the bus that day. <laughs> yeah, Great. I think yeah we had an idea of what <laughs> it, it was like already. <laughs> they definitely appreciated it at the time. Uh, so yeah, okay, great. I don't want to get into an argument with you, man. You you seem to really be <laughs> about those, and uh, I'm just kind of doing my yeah. We can just move on, and it's fine. <laughs> okay, it seems like you all are kind of leaning towards the Rainbow Road route. Walk me through like how that decision goes like who goes first well of course we all hit the special item block that have been floating in front of us and uh <laughs> oh look oh mine's a banana oh cool that's not really gonna yeah nothing happens with that okay. <laughs> <laughs> i hit mine but i i a gold coin came out that's so strange oh, oh god damn it <laughs> yep that's true add that to your inventory <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. shit I hit mine, and it's a soft cactus. <laughs> what? what? Wait, wow. wait, wait, wait. Is it the soft cactus or just a soft cactus? It's it, it falls down, and you all get excited, but then you realize it's sort of like just kind of a plushy of a cactus that oh, you would get out of like, oh. a crane game. <laughs> not nearly lucky enough. No. Yeah. yeah, that is soft for sure, but not yeah. the soft cactus. Yes. Um, I add that to my inventory. Yeah, <laughs> smart, <laughs> smart. Yes. Yeah. All right, well, then I, I sit down in my little cart, and uh, I'm ready to hit the road. <laughs> okay, yeah. so do you, do you drive in onto Rainbow Road? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I'll, you know what? I'm, I'm feeling kind of loose from the last... The last I, I'm, I'm willing to lead, lead the team here. I'll, I'll go first. All right, give me a 2d6 roll. A two! <laughs> All right, well... Um, Don't drive high, folks. <laughs> well, as you try to start going, it's as if you were pressing the acceleration too soon before the game started, and you oh, kind of no. spin out. And yeah, you kind of don't go anywhere. You try to... It's like something was stopping you from uh, going that way. You try to go, and you don't. And as your car is kind of spinning out, you're... Um, you let out, like, as you would, a sort of yelp. Um, like, ah! But as you do that, your voice cracks like, really embarrassingly. <laughs> oh, <man>. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like that? Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, so... You both, Jonathan and Gorn, you see that happen. But yeah, he doesn't make any progress. I kind of just spin around, my voice cracks, and I run into the wall that's like two feet away. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just sitting there. And then Lakitu comes down and says, wrong way or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to hop in my, my potato car, and uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a go to, to try to... To, to, to be Byron off the line, I guess. Real, real quick, is this a potato car in that, like, you have fashioned this of yourself? Like, yes. you've just sort of formed a car around you? Yes. It's so kind being, of like a Groot-like vehicle? Being a, a great builder, yeah. I used my own wood to build the wheels, but the rest of it is just potato. Okay, uh, Classic wood wheels. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the best. We all know. Wood wheels, potato body. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Give me three 1D6 rolls on okay. that. They kicked me out of the Pinewood Derby and Boy Scouts for making a wood-wheeled potato body <laughs> car. <laughs> the biggest uh, grievance from the Boy Scouts was that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Everything Sorry, else they've done good. fine. They're yeah. perfect. All right, so I got a one, a two, 
and a one. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm, unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. So you start to go, and seemingly out of nowhere, a red shell comes out of the <laughs> like the door that you came in the room from and hits you. Yeah, and you spin out. Uh, very similar to what Byron went through. So yeah, you don't make any progress either. There it is. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, All right, go on. I I strap on my driving gloves, and I I think to myself, I I never thought I'd be behind the wheel of a bus again. <laughs> um, but I get into my my bus cart, uh, nice. and and I give the the pedal a good uh, one two rev. I wipe off the rearview mirror. All of a sudden, like I can't see anything, and we're taken to a flashback of it. I don't know why I'm a part of this. <laughs> so, I, I I flip on the switch that uh, that says the bus is in service, and uh, I I try I'll to say. drive down Rainbow <laughs> Road. Oh, who was that? <laughs> Okay, um, give me a 2d6. No, give me a 3, 1d6. Yeah. All right, 11, baby. All right. So, Gorn is the only one that manages to, probably because of their previous driving experience, um, is able to figure out this cart situation and kind of like goes like to the front of the door and looks back like, come on, guys, like, let's go. Uh, Making it look so easy, just rubbing it in our faces. (laughs) Makes it look easy, yeah. So he, like, successfully gets through the door, is able to go that way. Um, like, s- things seem totally fine. I get out of my potato cart and just hop on the bus. <laughs> yeah. I'm just getting on the bus, I think. Yeah, I, get, I gave call. up. The wood wheels weren't working out. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of, like, uh, am still in the cart, but looking down and sort of coming to terms that... I'm a bat who can fly, and I'm confused on why I even got into the cart in the first place. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, yeah, I might as well. This didn't work out. I might as well just like hop on the bus with the, with the guys and, and do that. But but Gordon has already closed the door, so I have to like knock on it with my wing to be like, no, 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 don't go. And I'm like waving my bus pass at him to let me on. Um, I'd, I'd notice him, but I drive just like half a block further. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, it starts raining all of a sudden. <laughs> okay, great. So yeah, you guys make it through the door. Yeah, you're either in or alongside the bus. Um, on that fr- first, like, really steep hill on Rainbow Road, you go to the left and uh, jump, hop over the wall and skip like 90% wow. of the level. <laughs> oh, we pulled it off. Nice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and once you get over there, um, you notice that, yeah, that path leads to a door. And this door, like, it looks like all the other doors you've encountered, but there's some sort of, like, there's weight to it that you can feel. Um, the thing to open it uh, is really, really dusty and rusty. Doesn't seem like a lot of people are coming in and out of this room. You feel it in your bones, like something is behind this door that either we definitely shouldn't go in this room or we absolutely have to go in this room, kind of one of those feelings. So you, uh, well, I was going to say you open the door, but <laughs> maybe I shouldn't <laughs> Not too fast. We're not yeah, sure if we can no, do no, that. No, no, no. You guys yeah. encounter this door, what happens? <laughs> 
All right, I, I, I'm feeling uh, kind of good again, still riding that high from the last room. I'm just flying straight ahead at the door to see if I can, my body weight can just, like, push it open. <laughs> yes, um, you fly into it, and you realize it's like a kitchen door that doesn't have, like, uh, a lock, a- anything. It just it kind of swings <laughs> just both swings ways. Open. Yeah. Kukum, kukum, so it just kukum. swings open. Okay. Yeah. Some, like, old western saloon doors that just yes. open. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, you just go right in. Yeah, do you guys follow? I, I follow. Yeah, I also follow. All right. You um, enter this room. You have to go down one more uh, last set of stairs. And when you hit the ground, you can feel like the earth beneath your feet. You realize that this must be the actual basement. This has to be the bottom. Yeah, there's no other stairs to go any further. This is as cold and as dank as it's going to get and as moist. <laughs> and... Uh, it's another classic, just concrete sort of floor, concrete walls, concrete ceiling, when all of a sudden, you notice at the other end of the room, there's a desk, and on the desk, there is a computer, and sitting at the computer is a huge, way too big for the chair it's sitting in, way too big for the computer it's using, a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on the computer you can see that it's reading like really really esoteric like dense kind of like social theory um, just like you couldn't imagine something more boring than whatever this what, this flying purple people eater was reading but you also happen to notice a huge bigger than the uh, purple people eater itself a huge axe um, resting next to the desk. So it's obvious that this being is just at the computer doing what it likes to do, but yeah, there's a huge weapon next to it. God. What do? Okay, I I approach the one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people leader. Um, Can you say it correctly, though, please? Uh, <laughs> he wants it right. Oh. <laughs> I... Ask him if I can Google something real quick. <laughs> okay. Um, you you like start to get the words out. You don't even finish your sentence, and it was clear that you saying something to this beast um, alerted it to your the fact that you guys are in the room with it. It didn't notice that you were there. Um, so you start talking. It gets startled immediately. Instinctually picks up its huge axe flies up in the air and lets out a huge just like scream like drools coming out of its mouth as it screams it's so loud clearly very angry I'm assuming that's a no (laughs) (laughs) but now that he has um, left the computer I quickly run over and google soft cactus <laughs> yeah i kind of add in a sassy hey say it don't spray it <laughs> <laughs> justin can you give me a 2d6 roll if i have to <laughs> seven all right so you are able to kind of skirt around the beast and google soft cactus and the entry that comes up is the Wikipedia article for exactly the item that you are here to find. 
It shows you what it looks like, kind of a description of it, and it even says the location of it is in the deepest, darkest, dankest room of Dungeon Manor. <laughs> so you realize that, oh, this must be the right place. The thing I'm looking for is probably somewhere here. Uh, so you get some clarity on that. Could you guys imagine, like, did, if we didn't have Google, what that would be like? <laughs> <laughs> Man, it would have taken us so long to find this object. <laughs> So yeah, you feel a little bit more like empowered. You have a little bit more clarity. Like you are sure that you're in the right place, um, but there's still this huge beast with a huge weapon <laughs> who's clearly angry in the room with you. So what next? All right, gang. So I have a plus one on throwing, remember, but also a plus one on codependence. <laughs> so I'm wondering if maybe I could throw one of you and sort of like double up those powers and you can sort of like just kind of like fly through the air with your fists abound and smack them in the face in that in maybe the one eye. Do you think you can lift me? I'm, I'm hoping so. Then why didn't you carry me earlier? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still bitter about it. It's in the past, man. We got to look to the future. We got to get this cactus. All right. Well, yeah, I, I am totally down to to fly spank this guy right, <laughs> right in the eye. Right so, in the eye, yeah. yeah. Okay, I kind of like get ready to position myself. I'm, I kind of like fly backwards so I can get like a running running speed, but you know, flying speed, and then try to like pick him up and launch him with my full strength. Give me, yeah, a three 1d6 rolls. All right. A one, a four, a three. Okay, but okay. that's a seven, and then plus... One for throwing. Yep. And plus one for codependence. But I'm also just realizing I have a minus one for flying. (laughs) 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 So I think maybe that evens out a little bit. Yeah, okay, so it's only a plus one, right? Okay, yeah. So that would be, what was that, an eight then? An eight. Okay, so still a success. Woo! Yeah, so you, yeah, you chuck um, Jonathan over there. Yeah, describe for me, like, how that goes down. You do oh, some damage, assume that. This is not a chuck. This is a masterful pick up and throw. I mean, I've, I've kind of got him by the shoulders so that when I do release him, he's, you know, like, fists abound forward, kind of like a Superman flying position, if you will. Mm-hmm. This is a very expertly crafted, uh, coordinated effort. Can I can I make one revision though? Not fists abound, open palm abound. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I forgot. I he needs to him. spank him in the eyes. Yes. And so once again, you guys know my famous catchphrase: special delivery. <laughs> and I launch him. Everyone goes nuts. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, an <laughs> in-studio audience starts clapping. I don't know where they came from. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so, um, yeah, you strike, you strike the beast, and it's clearly, like, it, it shakes back, it, it took some damage, that was definitely, like, an effective hit, but you also have only made it angrier, um, Uh and it's screaming louder, and now it's kind of, like, flying around in circles in the room, like, it's kind of circling you guys. I have, um... Plus one mansplaining. Yes. Um, and so I, oh, I, I, shout, I shout to the uh, the one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater, did you know uh, purple 
wasn't even a color until Crayola came up with it. <laughs> oh, oh God. I, I feel like I'm already asleep. At this. <laughs> the, uh, the beast says down to you in plain English. Actually, in fact, uh, I am quite boring, uh, so I did know that fact. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. That was my adjective for the monster. <laughs> That's why he was reading social theory, because he's boring. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, being that I'm motivated to be uh, the smartest one in the room... Yes. Um, Here we go. I say, well, you know, you seem like a bit more of a mauve to me, <laughs> if anything. Oh, oh got him! Oh, man. Damn. Wow, that's savage. So, the actually, um, can you give me a three 1d6 rolls on that? Three, one, five. That's an okay, eight. Okay, so an eight, good. Plus, um, plus one in mansplaining. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so a nine. Okay, so yeah, it's a success. So, or I guess yes. cornsplaining, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so you say that, and the beast is trying really, really hard to not act like that got to him, but um, you can see some blush show up in the the beast's face and as it's flying around and kind of says like well uh no it's not like this is purple uh by definition and then as it's flying around you kind of hear a little (laughs) 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 so (laughs) also if he's more than if he's more of a mauve is the blush more of like a blue tint rather than a red (laughs) yeah that's that's part of why it's so embarrassed is it knows like Okay, you know embarrassment means blush red, which means this should be, yeah, so that's that's all part of it. Yeah, so you clearly did some damage on that one. He's humiliated, yeah. Uh, can, I, can I do a little more? Yes, please. <laughs> I, I say, uh, wait, Violet me finish. Why don't you indigo fuck yourself? <laughs> Damn! Wow. Every, at once every pun lands, you hear another little... <laughs> <laughs> the in-studio audience is going nuts. They are loving this. Just each blow causes another blow out of the beast's ass. All of a, the in-studio audience is raising their fists and going, ooh, 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 ooh. Yeah, you have kind of crowd strength. Like They're on your side, like in Super Smash when they start yes, chanting yeah, your yes. character's name. Yeah. You're getting hype. So I'm going to kind of piggyback off of that. So something that I also kind of forgot that I am is a priest. Uh, so <laughs> That's right. <laughs> wow. So I'm going to whip, whip out my Bible and uh, just kind of like flip through it and be like, you know, I, God, I don't think created one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple players. I, I don't even think you're real, dude. Like, I don't know. I don't see you in here. Existential. <laughs> All right, yeah, give me three 1D6s on that. Two, two, one. <laughs> uh. Yikes. Yeah, uh. um, so a- any of those pluses, yeah, it doesn't really matter. No. So, yeah, it doesn't really seem to have any effect on him, and he says, yeah, like, your god is no uh, match for what's going on down here. I'm into some really freaky shit. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the in-studio audience have gotten up and left. That was... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yikes. Man. 
All right, well, uh, I think it's back to me, given that I am a fighter, um, and I am donning my shirt of winning. And so uh, <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of like look down and reminded of that. Uh, I kind of grasp some of it and kiss it for good luck. And I go, I, I kind of am just saying it to myself, not to anybody in particular, like, well, I guess it's up to me again. And given that I have a uh, plus one in throwing, I grab one of the lanterns off the wall and decide to again sort of like fly around to sort of build up speed and then like chuck it again. Amazing. Yeah. Give me three 1d6s on that. A four, a three, a two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, yeah, that's a seven, and then plus your um, advantages. Yeah, plus, plus one for throwing. But again, I am in the air, and I have a minus one for <laughs> flying. <laughs> well, so I'm beginning to suspect it's not really worth using any of my skills. <laughs> well, that still puts you at a seven, which is still a success. Yes. So this is the this is going to be the kill shot. So describe to me, yeah, what happens Oh man. Okay, so like I've I've again I've looked down. I've kissed my shirt, the shirt of winning. Uh, it's got just a big old picture of Charlie Sheen on it. Uh, and I, uh, I I fly around. I the flying purple purple people eater. Uh, sorry, one eye one horn flying purple people eater is is circling around the room, sort of taunting us. I, I'm sort of in sync with him. I fly. I grab the torch. And I'm kind of chasing him around around the room. And kind of, and then realize I need to stop and time it so that when he is about to fly through, I kind of throw it ahead of him. And because I'm a bat, I have good, you know, sort of hand eye, hand wing, cor- wing eye coordination, <laughs> and <laughs> throw the torch to try to aim for his one eye. I mansplain to Byron. Um, <laughs> Make sure when you throw it, you want to throw it to where he's heading, not where he is. <laughs> I kind of let off a big sigh before I let <laughs> Yeah, I got it. Thanks. And then let it rip. Yeah. So, yeah, you throw the torch up exactly as you would have hoped. It goes right into its eye. You timed it right where, yeah, yes. the projectile, you threw it enough ahead of it that it hits it right in the eye. Um, and it starts kind of spiraling down like a downed plane that got one of its like wings shot off. And as it's going down, it's it lets out a big scream again, and then says, um, "What does it say?" <laughs> uh, it's it says, um, "This whole time I've been so merlonely." <laughs> I lilac any friends. Uh, you guys are really raising the stakes here. Okay, you 100% are looking at something. Yeah, definitely <laughs> looking so hard to think of one of those. Purple. I couldn't come up with a purple pun. The, the, first, the first couple were off the dome. But okay. <laughs> Yeah, that was perfect. That's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> so yeah, it goes down, uh, glorious puns um, being let out. And as it hits the ground, right before the poof that you have come to know, it lets out one last little squeaky. <laughs> and then poof, it goes away. And in its place, you see what unmistakably looks like 
what you would have just seen on the computer screen. (laughs) (laughs) Because of his Google. (laughs) A lucky soft cactus. Exactly what you were looking for. Surrounded by five shiny gold coins. Jumping them. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say that guy probably isn't going to leave a tip, but I guess he did. Jonathan gets all five (laughs) shiny gold coins (laughs) and does not pick up the soft cactus. Nope. (laughs) I just look at it while I'm on the ground holding all of my money. I noticed that uh, the Wikipedia picture for the soft cactus was like the worst possible picture it could have been. (laughs) It's like like a weird picture of the cactus with like a bad flash at (laughs) Comic-Con. With the, the Getty Images watermark still on it. <laughs> Super pixelated from an I, like the first iPhone. That kept yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's just kind of sitting there. I, I sort of hear, this is going to be a deep cut. I hear off in the distance as the purple eater poofs, he says, I want to get a job in a rock and roll band. <laughs> okay. Yep. <laughs> I... Shazam that. <laughs> and your phone, uh, Siri out loud says, Sheb Wooly. <laughs> Google it. Yeah, it's the person who <laughs> wrote this book. <laughs> yeah. I trust you. Um, okay, I, I so, uh, grabbed, yeah, I grabbed the sitting there. It's spiky. It's, it's so spiky. It's yeah. soft. Soft spiky? I grabbed grab the cactus. It? Okay. The second you grab the cactus, all three of you are immediately transported back to the table that you were sitting at in the tavern. And all of a sudden, you sort of don't really have any grasp on what just happened or, like, where you were. And you kind of, you feel your memory slowly fading of what you just did. And as you kind of come to, you realize that you're in a dark, dank tavern, and there's more spiders in the corners than patrons. And the smells are intense, but not because they're rank, but because they're oddly familiar. You don't have the phrase to describe it, but you both are feeling intense deja vu. You don't seem to remember who's sitting with you at the table, but you feel a sense of security and familiarity. The three of you idly sip your ale as those feelings rush over you, and you're itching for your next call to action. That is Skull Wizards, my boys. Woo! Wow. You did oh, it. What do you say, gang? Matching tattoos? What are we thinking? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Good wow. job, guys. That was fun. Thank, thanks, Eric. That was, that was really yeah, fun. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Ken, how do you feel? First time playing. Good. I feel good. I uh, kind of wish I had remembered, like everything that i had written down or like was looking at certain <laughs> yeah. cells uh that were scrolled out of you but uh yeah anyway uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's sort of the fun is remembering yeah. what you wrote all oh, right like this is part ago. of my character's <laughs> yes, backstory yes, 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 yes. yeah no that, it was awesome that's how part you know, we build up our characters like man lip style like that's it's really yeah. fun and the fact that we also contributed to the monsters that we're fighting yeah, that was really good. Yes. Just so, so wait, yours was. I think that's such a cool was old grandpa or what? What, was, what exactly uh, were your? So it was. Uh, it's like adjective, monster, and noun, right? Yeah. So my, my, I, it was raucous, cranky grandpa was the monster. Okay. Uh, nice. And disco was my noun. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the thing of disco. 
<laughs> Perfect. I forgot about the disco part until like halfway through that fight. Uh, yeah. Mine was uh, boring, one-eyed, one-hearted, fine, and axe. I should have thought of something boring ahead of time. I couldn't think of something. I think you yeah. nailed it. You're just too fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. God, I just am not boring. I just don't know what that is. <laughs> and my, mine was filthy ghost and carpet, which I think we kind of forgot about the carpet. Uh, I, the I added that yeah. it was shag carpeting because it was yeah. very dank in there. And <laughs> but yeah, that was uh, super fun. I hope you guys had fun. What do we think? Do we play again? Ken, we'll start with you. First time. Yes. Justin? I'd love to. Eric? I mean, yeah, I'm always down. This was my... <laughs> well, I hated this, so I don't think we're going to do it again, Amanda. Uh, bummer. Well, thanks All for right, listening, well, guys. Uh, we will... <laughs> see you in the next episode. Let us know if we should uh, keep playing this. Uh, you know where to find us. Check the show notes. Maybe we'll. this will sort of be an ongoing series on top of our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, if you want this to be a Patreon exclusive, let us know that too and uh, tell us how much you're willing to pay for it. Only the $20 tier, though. We have yeah. established that those are the only tiers we will abide by on Patreon. Pay pigs. <laughs> Bye. And there you have it, folks. The climactic conclusion to Skull Wizards. The soft cactus was obtained. We did it! If you like this show, let us know. You can follow us on all the things at Overtalking Pod. If you've made it this far through of it, you should just give us a follow on Instagram. Come on. Also, go tell a friend. You can email us at overtalkingpod at gmail.com, call or text us at usacat1591, or the real number is in the show notes. Again, that just goes straight to voicemail. It's not actually tied to one of our cell phones, so don't be shy. All right, roll that credit music. This episode of the Overtalking Podcast was edited and produced by me. The music you're hearing right now was created by Gorn, a.k.a. Justin Peters. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming next week, where we'll be kicking off Date Movie Month with returning guest Meg, where we'll be discussing the new Spider-Man movie, No Way Home. There will be spoilers abound. Just heads up. So see you next week. Bye.